This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Caroline. And I'm Kristen. Today is the first of four special edition episodes to Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In Foundation. That's right. In case you haven't heard of Sheryl Sandberg, she is the COO of Facebook, considered one of the most powerful women in the world, which is a title that, you know, I'm, I'm sure if there had been room on the list, we would have also been on there, sure. Caroline. Um, but we are teaming up to focus in on the book that Sandberg wrote called Lean In, Women, Work, and the Will to Lead. And we're going to kick off this special four-part Friday series with negotiation. Because if you are in the middle of your career or just starting out, learning how to negotiate as a woman is such a crucial skill. And Caroline, I'm embarrassed to say that I really have not done a good job negotiating. Uh, yeah, you could say that I haven't done a good job because I've never done it. Yeah, when I was offered my first job, I just took it. I just took it. What yeah. about you? Uh, agreed. Also, I second that. Um, but I think mine, you know, I, not that this is an excuse, but honestly, I've been so excited to leave past jobs, you know, and I mean, that that has driven like a a gratitude aspect of like, yes, thank you. That's more than I made. And I'm so glad to get out of here. I'll take it. Whereas I have a feeling that if we were to ask a lot of men about this, they would say, yeah, of course I negotiated for my, for my first job. I even raised this issue with my boyfriend and asked him if he negotiated for his job. And he kind of laughed and said, yeah, I definitely did, you know, cause I just wanted to make more money. And it was so cut and dry. Yeah. I was like, well, I, that's mind blowing. Yeah. It was so, it was so simple. Um, so let's dig into how women can negotiate because the answer for women of how do you negotiate is not 
just do it like a man. Right. Because that's really probably not going to get you the results that you want. And in case you have lean in or are listening to the audiobook version of it, which you can download over from audible.com, uh, the book reference for this is chapter three, success and likability. And Sheryl Sandberg shares her own story about her fear of negotiation when she was getting the job at Facebook. Yeah, and it, it, you know, speaking of mind-blowing, the fact that she, oh, uh, an impressive woman like Sheryl Sandberg wasn't out there negotiating, you know, is is quite surprising. But it also makes me feel a lot better that, okay, this is something that we as women kind of have to force ourselves to do against kind of an instinct. Right, and the fact of the matter is, is that when women negotiate, we are putting ourselves at a higher social risk of making a negative impression on whomever we're negotiating with. And that's whether our boss is male or female. Um, But there are plenty of ways to adjust how we approach negotiation that can really factor in those risks and help us get what we want. Because the fact of the matter is, Caroline, if we don't negotiate... We're just cheating ourselves out of cash. And I hate reading these statistics because I know that I've already done this to myself. Yeah, I mean, the cost of not negotiating is years of additional work that you will have to do to make up that salary gap when compared to a coworker who has negotiated. So the example that Margaret A. Neal gives, she's the professor of management at the Stanford Graduate School of Business and the co-director of the Executive Program for Women Leaders. One example that she gives is that if two people are offered a job and one negotiates a $7,000 increase, over 30 years, that person will be making 100000 more per year. Okay, well, my blood pressure hasn't gone up a little bit at all. Um, and this issue of women negotiating or actually not negotiating really came up a lot with the publication of Carnegie Mellon economist Linda Babcock's book, Women Don't Ask, Negotiation and the Gender Divide, which highlighted some striking differences between men and women's workplace negotiation. Um, for instance, she looked at this giant group of MBAs and she found a 7.6 difference in the salaries that women were making versus men. And so she started doing some digging and found that 57% of men had negotiated for that higher salary, whereas only 7% of women negotiated. And of those who negotiated, the average salary bump was 7%, over 7%, actually. It was 7.6%. And in looking at that discrepancy between salaries, you know, the blame had been placed to a certain extent on institutional sexism. And that's not to say that that doesn't exist. But just the fact that 57% of men compared to 7% of women negotiate, I mean, that is a major Gap. Yeah, and she even uh, looked at beyond the the MBA group, and she found that even when you control for different professions and educational levels, uh, women working full time who have not taken time off to have kids still earn about eleven percent less than men with equivalent education and experience. So why is that? Yes, we've talked a lot about the gender wage gap, but. Negotiation probably has a lot to do 
with it. So what is going on? Um, this is another thing that Margaret A. Neal is an expert on, and she looked into and, and she gave a really great talk on this that you can find over at leanin.org. And she talks about sort of a stereotype threat. That's an action. And we hear a lot about the stereotype threat when it comes to the gender gap uh, in women in science and this idea that, you know, girls don't might not perform as well on science and math because we internalize this idea that girls read, boys do math. We're just not as good at that. And so in a similar way, this assumption that well, women are just not as good as negotiation. Negotiation is kind of a guy thing. We internalize that as well. And so when we walk into our boss's office needing to ask, for more cash, we have expectations that are driving behavior, leading us to either not negotiate at all or not negotiate very well. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right. She basically says that when you have lower expectations, you get lower outcomes. And we have a lot of fears that that this is rooted in, including coming across as too demanding or greedy or even socially awkward. And so she says that women especially should remain cognizant of three big things before they start negotiating. Thinking about, for instance, why am I asking? Rather than just focusing on the money, she says that women would benefit from taking a more communal orientation. Looking at negotiation as a form of problem solving, opening up a conversation to find a solution rather than just walking in and you know fist pounding and demanding something. Thing. Right. And also, rather than just focusing on what you're good at and how m- the more money would help you really demonstrating your concern for your counterpart, whether that's, you know, your boss or your team or your company. And that would tie into the second aspect of how am I asking for this? Uh, she talked about 
studies that have found that male evaluators penalized women more than men for single issue negotiation, asking for more money because they were perceived as being too demanding and not nice. So instead of just going in and just pointing straight for the money, she suggests communal packaging Mm -hmm. as well, broadening the scope of your negotiation. Right. But you know what? Men weren't the only ones penalizing women. Women also penalized women. Great. Yeah. So even, you know, it's not even like there's some kind of sisterly bond or, you know, like, I I get you, girl. No, there's none of that. If you are going in purely saying, hey, I need more money, then men and women bosses are going to consider you, you know, negative. Well, and this third point of for whom am I asking was something that had never really dawned on me. But Neil talks about how you're really better off negotiating just for yourself if you're a man. So maybe as a woman, think of yourself more as a representative, not only of your own needs, but of other people's needs as well. Yeah. And she Neil points out that women outperform men in representational negotiation between 14 percent and 23 percent. So maybe, Caroline, you and I should just tag team. And when I need a raise, you can come in on my (laughs) bath and represent me. Yeah, because it's it's an entirely different conversation that has to happen if you're a woman, I feel like. And, you know, as is evidenced by all of this stuff that Margaret Neal is talking about. I mean, you really have to go in and kind of lay it out as, you know, not only I have done this and I've benefited the company this way, but maybe like, how can we help each other? What are the problems that need solving? I can do that, but I need you to help me. Yeah. And and once you adjust that mentality of why am I asking? How am I doing it? uh, You know, thinking more of a communal approach. Neil also offers four concrete steps to being more effective at negotiation, the kind of prep work that you need to do, which starts out with just assessing the situation of thinking, okay, can I have influence on this outcome? Do the benefits outweigh the potential cost of negotiating and going in and making this social risk and asking for more? Yeah. And then she stresses preparation. Number one, understanding your interests, what you are trying to achieve by doing this negotiation And two, understand the interests and preferences of your counterparts. So don't go in there guns blazing, looking out just for yourself. Have in mind how you can help your counterpart. Yeah, and it's probably not too hard to put yourself in your boss's shoes Mm -hmm. for a minute and think about what their bottom line is, what kind of needs they might have, and consider that rather than, (laughs) as I sometimes have done, you know, mentally trying to prep myself for making an ask for something, of just coming, coming up with, you know, defenses of of why they'd be you know shooting me down to be able to shoot at them back. Right, exactly. And the next step is the ask itself. You want to engage with your c- counterpart with the knowledge that you have unique information and that they, if they didn't need your unique information, they wouldn't need you. They wouldn't be trying to hire you or, you know, trying to give you money at all. So you are armed with something unique. And it sounds like that's sort of another way of saying you know, know your value, respect right. your own value, not just walking in, you know, groveling, but saying, hey, you know what? I I have skills. Yeah. I mean, seriously, when you sit down and think about and I'm I'm saying the general you, anybody listening, when you sit down and think about all of the things you do during the day, I mean, it might be just basic stuff. But when you really look at the bigger picture of all that you do and all that you can do, I bet you are really undervaluing yourself. Yeah. Um, and 
in terms of like you're talking about, Caroline, sort of considering all of those things that you do and all the different responsibilities, big or small, that you might have, Neil then recommends packaging things. Don't negotiate issue by issue, like a line item of like money, vacation, <laughs> etc. Because that's going to turn it into a win-lose conversation. But instead, if you package the issues, then you can kind of make trades with your boss. You can turn it into, rather than a win-lose, more of an if-then. So, say you want $10,000. Well, if the boss is like, well, I can give you five. You can say, well, what if you give me five and two weeks more vacation? Kind of moving things around that way. Right, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to make it adversarial. Right. This is a discussion. You're trying to help each other. And I think especially if you are a woman, you don't want to make it adversarial because of those, you know, the studies talking about how women do tend to be penalized more for coming off as, you know, very brash and aggressive. So we did find uh, an entire lengthy discussion on Reddit about negotiating and the comments under the piece, somebody had basically posted like, women, look, you need to go in there and you need to negotiate, you know, because I present women with a number and a lot of times they just accept it or they awkwardly negotiate. Maybe they don't even have a, a higher number in mind. And I have all this this sack of money that I could be giving to them and they're not claiming it. And the comments under it were... Right in that same vein of like, I did this, I took what was mine, what I deserved, but I did it in a way that wasn't confrontational. Because in this conversation, people were basically trading information about how, you know, men do that. Yeah. In in a discussion about salary, men are not being like, well, I don't think you're valuing my worth. It's more like, well, what about this number? And then they work their way down to something that they're both comfortable with, where, as opposed to a lot of women who like... We have, Kristen, have just been like, okay, thank you. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that we are incompetent in any way. Sincerely, when I got that first job offer right out of college, it did not even dawn on me, which makes me wonder whether, A, if we just need to put a copy of Lean In into the hands of every, you know, senior, female senior in college. Um, but it was something that was never taught to me Mm-mm. in college. It was never anything that, uh, my parents, you know, through no fault of their own, but nothing my parents ever talked to me about. I didn't know to do it. Right. I just had, you know, as a print journalism major in college, I had very low expectations. You know, like I didn't expect to be making any money. And so when I got my newspaper job, the the amount that he offered me, although it was not high by any standards, was so much higher than what I expected to get that I pretty much did a backflip and was like, okay, where do I sign? Sure. Well, especially making that leap, I'm sure, from, you know, I don't know about you, but when I was in college, I was making lots of hourly wages. And then once you jump into salary and those numbers are just so much bigger, you're like, well, this must be the hundreds of dollars an hour where you're like, wait, no, <laughs> wait I, should, I should go back to that hourly job. Um, but I do feel like negotiation is such an important jumping off point for this four part series that we're doing on Lean In because I know that you and I are not alone in not negotiating and not knowing how to to do it. I know other girlfriends I've talked to who have been in, in similar boats like, yeah, I really didn't do that. Um, and or didn't do it soon enough. Right. Now I negotiate, but I hate that I didn't do it 10 years ago. Sure. And and what I really want to stress, the thing that opened my eyes most of all in this topic is that you're not having a fight. 
you're not going in there and being like, hey, give me more money. I deserve it. You're not going in there as some bratty little whiny kid. You are going in there as a competent, you know, highly skilled employee who probably deserves a higher salary because you probably are contributing more than you even think you are. So what you're doing is you're having a discussion with your supervisor or your boss or whoever it is who's responsible for this. You are not going in there having a confrontation. And that is what I really am glad I took away from this because it does reduce that fear factor. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, too, is that a hiring manager is probably going to offer you the lowest amount possible. Right. There's wiggle room in there. That was one thing that was in that Reddit thread, which was one reason why we wanted to bring it up. It's because the hiring manager was saying, no, really, I can give you more money. I can give everybody more money, but you have to ask for more money. I'm not just going to hand it over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to offer you the bottom of the barrel. Right. So women, it's time for us to stop accepting the bottom of the barrel. And I do highly recommend checking out Margaret Neal's presentation on Lean In. It's about 20 25 minutes, but it's 20 minutes well worth your time. Oh, yeah. Um, cause she lays it out in a, in a very succinct kind of way. And it's 20 minutes that could literally pay off for years to come. Yeah. So we hope that you've enjoyed this first installment of Stuff Mom Never Told You and Lean In. This will be coming out every Friday for the next few weeks. And the next topic that we're going to tackle is Fear in the workplace. All right, you're in. You've hopefully negotiated. You're climbing your way up there. Now what about fear of, do I really deserve this? Did I really just do all of that good work? Yeah, you did. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Well, now we want to hear from listeners. We would love for you to uh, go over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash stuff mom never told you, and tell us your work experiences. Have you negotiated for salary? Have you not and regretted it? Or have you been successful and now you have a pool full of money just like Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, let us know over on Facebook or tweet us at Mom Stuff Podcast. And if you would like to learn more about Lean In, you can also find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash lean in, or over on their website, leanin.org. And I also highly recommend following their Tumblr, which is leanin.tumblr.com. And we will see you next Friday. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. Not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank. Brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.